We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. My name is Jari Bolander. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Ethos Podcast. On this podcast, we're going to take a deep dive into the traits, values, beliefs, and skills of all sorts of entrepreneurs to learn how to build a more ethical, inclusive, and resilient world. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. I wanted to thank all of you for listening to the Entrepreneur Ethos podcast, especially those that gave me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. So thanks, Year of the Harris. M-N-G-R-W-L, and Roy Harmon for the reviews. It means a lot to me that you take the time to leave a review. If you like the show, I'd appreciate if you'd leave a rating and review as well. Now, on to my guest for today, Robert Middleton of Action Plan Marketing. Robert has 35 years of experience in marketing, and he learned it all old school through reading books and applying what he learned. He started out offering seminars and time management and working as a business consultant. When he realized most businesses wanted help with their marketing, he made that his focus. Robert has rolled with the times, moving from in-person networking and seminars to selling his services through the internet back when most businesses were still trying to figure out how to put a website together. He's been writing and sending out a weekly newsletter, The Fearless Marketer, for over 20 years, and now focuses on offering group coaching and training to self-employed B2B professionals. You'll want to hear how he's developed his offerings to successfully enroll clients into his programs at rates of nearly 90% 
using his 13 essential questions all prospective clients have. Now, let's get better together. Robert Middleton, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Yeah, well, I'm glad to have you on. Uh, you're another uh, guest that came via matchmaker.fm. Uh, like I've been telling a lot of people, I've been getting a lot of guests from matchmaker.fm. They've been reaching out to me, so I really appreciate it. All of them have been stellar, so you've got a pretty high bar <laughs> to, to get off with. But uh, we'll, see. <laughs> well, given your background and what you've been doing for the last, I don't know, decades, I think, would probably be a good good way to put it. 35 uh, years in business. Yeah. Um, I think that's, you're definitely going to, uh, it's definitely going to be a good conversation. Um, but before we talk about that in your business, uh, which is action plan marketing, why don't you give us a little background on how you got to do what you're doing today? Well, like a lot of things in life, we get into things accidentally. And... Um, Gee, I was working a job that I hated. I developed this time management system, and I designed it all, and then I started to do workshops on time management and organization, on getting organized. And I was leading my first workshops at the um, Marin Community College, which is north of San Francisco. I lived in San Francisco at the time. Yeah, I'm familiar with my And then I would meet people there and they said, you know, we need some help in our business. So I, you know, <laughs> being a budding coach and uh, organizing expert, expert because I'd read a few books on it, right? <laughs> yep, yep, so yep. I was 32 or so at the time, I think. And uh, so I started helping people with their business, but it it turns out that what everybody need wasn't organization help. They needed marketing help. So I didn't know a huge amount about marketing, but I had some, I don't know, uh, interest in the area. So over a number of years, I read about 500 books on marketing. Wow. I really got into it. I had, you know, I've sold a lot of them because I, I don't have space, but I still have a lot of them on my shelves right here. And I just, I just consumed them and thought about marketing all the time. And, you know, I, I said, I, I bought wholesale and sold retail. I'd, I'd learn something one day and then be paid by a client to teach it to them the next day. That's how some coaches and consultants start. I didn't have an education, a formal education in marketing. But I started to get pretty good at it. and. You know, I got into joining the San Francisco Chamber of Commerce and getting out there and networking and meeting people and, you know, developing my business over the years. And, it, you know, here was my brilliant uh, marketing message. What do you do, Robert? I'm a business consultant. That's how generic I was to begin with. <laughs> And so that's evolved over the years to now I help self-employed B2B professionals attract more of their ideal high-end clients. So it's sort of more from working with all kinds of businesses. I mean, I worked with restaurants and all kinds of things to ultimately focusing on just service businesses and then professional service businesses 
and then professional B2B service businesses. So lots of management consultants, business coaches, corporate trainers. Those are the people I mostly work with. And it just sort of, you know, things evolve over the years. It's hard to believe I've been around for 35 years. But I've been doing, um, you know, I got onto the internet in 1996. And that was my big breakthrough. I mean, I, I learned how to do a website from a book called Do a Website in a Week with HTML. And I said, okay, like I could do that. In a week, I had a website. And uh, I don't know if you remember this, but back in 1996, do you know how many websites there were back then? Well, I mean, I just graduated from college in 95. So right. we had literally, for those of you back in the day, you know, our email, I went to San Jose State, our email was still text-based on a terminal. I mean, they were starting to evolve to like, you know, get AOL, but it was... It was pretty primitive and the pretty, web was pretty slow, but yeah. uh, I had a friend who designed his website. He said, show me how you do it. He says, come on over, I'll show you. And so, and then I bought that book and I figured it out. Luckily, less than a year later, a pro, a WYSIWYG web development program came around because, yeah. you know, I learned HTML from a book. But then, you know, so I got better at that. But back then, there was about 250,000 websites. And now there are 2 billion, which is 8,000 times as many. Yeah. So back then, you know, it was easier for me to be found on the web because I was the only person helping with marketing with self-employed people. I was like the only guy. And a year later, I launched a newsletter which I call the marketing flash, which became more clients and now is the fearless marketer. So I've had two name changes. And uh, I've written a newsletter once a week for 23 years. Usually I write it on Monday, sometimes on Sunday. I sent it on a Tuesday morning. And it's, you know, was 500 to 1,000 words. And I got, I tell you, uh, I was getting a thousand new subscribers a month net. Wow. And I grew my list to about 50,000 people in six or seven years. Took a few years to get there, but I really, really grew it. And then I started to sell stuff online. You know, I was just doing the free newsletter and I was getting clients from networking and people started to discover me online and then I grew my list and then I started to offer programs and then I wrote a book well I'll show it to you people can't see it was called the info guru marketing manual oh wow it's even spiral bound that's how <laughs> no the first version was actually in a binder oh cool the first cool, version cool. was actually it was actually a website and then I converted it into a real book it's kind of easier to read when it's a binder because you can put it on the table flat, you know? So I've always kept it like that. So I sold $600,000 worth of these. Wow. Over a period of 10 years or so. I was, I was selling 10,000 of the 10,000 bucks worth of these a month at some, at some point. It wow. was crazy. <laughs> now that had sort of an arc, you know, I sort of yeah. hit a peak and then it went down. And then, um, 
a lot of that I said, well, maybe what else can I do? You know, I was making, I made a lot of money in those and I was doing well. And then I bought a house in, um, in Boulder Creek. And, you know, I'd moved to from San Francisco to Palo Alto, where I lived for seven years in Silicon Valley. Then I bought a house in Boulder Creek, which is in uh, the red, the Santa Cruz Redwoods between mm -hmm. Silicon Valley and Santa Cruz. Mm -hmm. And I started to do um, um, teleconference programs. So, you know, there were, you could buy a conference line back then. It was, you know, pre-video. It was just <laughs> audio. I remember conference lines. Yeah. Wow. But I, you know, you rent a conference line for 20 bucks an hour or something like that, whatever it was, I can't remember. And I would have, you know, I had classes that had from 20 to 90 people in them. And I was teaching them my marketing system. And a lot of them had already bought the book, but right. now they felt they needed help. And so for the last 20 years, since, well, I've been in Boulder Creek for about 18 years, that's just evolved from doing all kinds of group programs for the last few years, doing Zoom programs. I worked one-on-one -on -one a lot. I designed websites for a while, but I've narrowed my focus and now I just work in group programs from 15 to 20 people on a program and programs are nine months long. And that's my thing. I teach the principles and practices of marketing and help them implement the ideas. So there's a lot of programs out there and there's a lot of online stuff where, you know, you get this stuff and you watch the videos and you read this stuff. And I had kind of had a version of that. I had an online um, thing that I call the marketing club. I still have it. But the thing about programs like that is I looked it up. Only between 5 and 15% of people ever complete a program like that. Oh, you mean online? Yeah, online education. Yeah, uh -huh. that's and about, yeah, that sounds about right. programs are kind of pricey, uh, yeah. you know. I bought... I can't tell you how many of these programs I bought and never completed them myself. <laughs> you know? uh, some you? I studied, you know, there's some pretty smart people that have put together some pretty interesting stuff. So, you know, you know, I always found it easier to read books than to study stuff online and get around to watching the videos and stuff like that. So I said, well, I don't really want to do that. I don't want to have an information program. I want to have an action program. I want to, mm. you know, I teach people in the group sessions and I give them assignments. I said, write this, put this together, assemble that, do this. And then I'd meet with people in between the group sessions one-on-one -on -one, and we do coaching and, you know, how's this going? And here's some feedback on that. And people started to produce amazing results. We, we did these programs 10 years ago with people that were struggling. And I showed them how to create high-end, high-ticket programs, consulting programs and coaching programs. And people that were barely making $50,000 are now making $300,000, dollars $900,000 doing that kind of thing. So I went, you know, this, this is not a bad lifestyle. You know, this is not yeah. bad. I sit here in my office. I meet with people. I come up with ideas and programs and I'm always changing them around and adding things and improving them. 
So, you know, over the years I've discovered, I've really cracked the code on what it takes for that category of business, the self-employed professional to attract clients. And most people just spin their wheels. You know, I ask people, how do you attract clients? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And 90% of the time, people say word of mouth from mm -hmm. referrals. Mm -hmm. yep. you do any marketing? I have none of it has produced any results for me whatsoever. I do some networking. I belong to organizations. I do that. And, you know, once in a while, I give a talk. And, you know, they're not making a lot of money because they really don't have a marketing system. And not only that, they mostly get business from referrals, but have no system to get referrals. You'd think people would just put together a system. But basically, people are um, kind of shy, a lot of people, and getting out there. And people don't like to feel, as a self-employed professional, we don't want to feel that I'm using hype. Or oh, yeah. selling anybody or any of that kind of nonsense, you know? Yeah, People most most stuff. entrepreneurs are not on the, uh, I mean, more so than artists on the selly-selly type, but hard to promote yourself when you're a solopreneur or an artist or a, especially a writer or any of those professionals because, yeah, you feel, who am I to say, you know, how great I am? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, well, uh Saying how great you are is not a good marketing strategy. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, it's not a good marketing strategy. Understanding um, uh, your clients, their problems, uh, what they need is really, really important. Um, but you know, I've 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 discovered some some pretty powerful things. You know, one one is. Um, People are people are absolutely hopeless at the sales process. <laughs> they, just, they, hate it and they don't like it, and they they just do it all wrong, and you know it's <laughs> terrible. And I read I can't tell you how many books about selling. And, I, I'm you know guilty as charged, right? Guilty as charged. Right. It's a hard thing to do. I mean, even for entrepreneurs, you know, like early stage entrepreneurs that are trying to get their idea out in the world. And then they usually, if they're technical founder, which is typically the way the ones that at least I know, but typically it goes this way. They can't figure out the sales process. So they go, oh, we'll hire some salespeople. Well, yes. the problem is that you works can't, out really well. <laughs> never works, right? As you know, right? Never works because salespeople sell things that are, you know, in a like, here's the, here, here's the formula. Go, go do it. They're, they're not going to develop that. I mean, most won't, some will, but as the founder or the solopreneur, you need to sell your stuff first before you can like give it off to someone to sell. At least that's, I found that one the hard way. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah. Well, let me share something I discovered. Um, what, how I get people into my programs is I do webinars and that's how I sell. And, um, you know, when someone's thinking of buying your service, you know, first of all, you start with 
what it's about is my program is about attracting more of your ideal clients mm-hmm. um, and selling high-end services. So people want that. That's your ultimate outcome. So you have to have – so you can't sell your process. No one's interested in your damn process. Come to a nine-month program and meet over Zoom. Nobody wants to do that. No. They'll do that to get the result, the ultimate outcome. Yes, right. that will help me attract more high-end clients I'm interested. So, But people have a lot of questions. And I just wrote an easing about this email newsletter um, last week that there's at least 13 questions that people have. And if they don't have those answers, they won't buy. The thing is, they won't ask those questions. They have them, but they won't ask them. They don't have a list, but they have them in the back of their mind. Right. And if those questions are satisfied, people go, this sounds good, and more people will buy. Would you like me to give them to you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, I, I, again, I, I'm i always fascinated by this just because I, out of everything I've ever tried to do, and I've invented lots of different things, formed a bunch of different companies, I think the hardest thing I've ever done is try to sell. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, I mean, and you, 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 you'll wonder, you know, why it's so hard. And I think part of it is one, you have a different attitude about it. And, and if you've never done it before, you've done it very lightly. You just don't understand that it's not about the, you know, the stereotypical used car salesman or the, you know, the, the salesman well, in Glen Gary, Glen Ross, you know, being like, you know, coffee's for winners. I, I or coffee's for gonna, I'll, I'll explain what my process is, but it starts yeah. with these questions. And, you know, I have 13 questions. That's somewhat arbitrary. There could be more or less. But so one is your service or uh, for people and businesses like me. In other words, do you work with people like me? Do you understand me? Is it for me? Uh, number two, why do I need it in the first place? Mm. Um, three, what problems does it address? You know, if there isn't a problem you're solving, no one's going to buy your service. And then the mirror image of that is what results will it give? And then how does it work? You know, what's the structure? What, what happens? And what are the underlying methodologies of how it works? And especially if you're selling a complex service, there's a lot of interesting things that people have there and people are interested in what those are. Uh, what is it not? And how is it different from everyone else? You know, people say, oh, you do this, this, this. No, I do this, this, this. You know, it's different from everybody. And here's why it's different. And then how is it structured? You know, what actually happens in the delivery of this service? You know, for my service, we meet every two weeks as a group. We meet one-on-one. I give you assignments. You report every week and tell me how you're doing. So the structure is important. And then does it really work? What's the proof? (laughs) Yeah, proof. Do you have anyone else that is uh, successful? And who are they? And what have they done? So who else has used it? And what is the guarantee? Is there a guarantee? Is there kind of a promise? You know, uh, Jay Abraham called that risk reversal. You know, you reduce the risk to them by having some kind of a guarantee. So, for instance, in my program, I created a crazy thing, you know, and it actually works. I have a nine-month program. The first month of the program, they don't pay a dime. They don't even give me their credit card. 
I say, I am going to give you so much value in this first month that you will want to continue for the next eight months. And most do. But what's there to lose? It's like I can attend for a whole month. I'll give you my best stuff. Yeah. We'll start into action. We'll we'll move the needle already. And yeah. so, you know. And then finally, what does it cost? And what are the first steps? So people want to know that. The question is, how do you answer those questions? And so what I do is if any potential client for my service goes through a slide presentation that I give them that answers those 13 questions. It's as simple as, as that. You know, I start with, here's your problem. Here's your issue. You know, as a self-employed professional, you don't know how to market. You don't know where to start. You've tried a lot of things. You've used social media, but things really aren't working for you. What do you do? You want to under have a strategy. And then I talk about, well, here's what's possible. You can attract more clients and high-end clients. I've helped a lot of people and done it myself for years and years and years. And I have techniques, strategies, approaches to do that. It is possible. You can do it. And then I say, it takes a few things. And I have sort of five pieces to my system. You've got to learn these things. And that's the heart of the presentation. I explain how my system for marketing works, which is in a nutshell, know who your cl clients are and really what your service is and your ultimate outcome is. Develop a high-end program. See, nobody has a high-end program. Hmm. It's sort of like if you're a consultant, you need some consulting, tell me what you want, I'll do a proposal. Right. Well, I like programs better. We have a program that produces this kind of result for leadership or management or hiring or whatever it is for marketing for mine. We mm -hmm. have this program. It's X number of months long, and this is what it is. We sell a solution. And yeah. People like to buy solutions. Yeah. It, that, so that's what I was going to get at. I mean, it sounds like, especially with the professional consultant type of thing. And, and again, a lot of entrepreneurs that sell software as a service or even products, you know, listen up to this as well, or at least this yes. framework, because, you know, this is all can work for products too, big high end products, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because yeah, people buy things to solve problems or get a job done. I mean, there's this like get the get job or a jobs to be done framework, which I'm like actually learning right now, just, you know, digging in a little bit. Cause I'm always fascinated by, how do you define a product or a service? And then how do you then sell it? And it's not, you know, because I've been at lots of companies where we've built great things. That no one bought them. <laughs> and it's super frustrating because I spent, I spent all this time. And it's not that they're not good products. It's just we built the wrong thing. And or I think somehow you couldn't make a powerful enough case for it. Yeah. Or. So completely you know like it wasn't the right thing at the right time right, right. Or, that happens. Yeah, yeah 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 and 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 i think this is a reason why it's kind of interesting because i mean as as you've gone through your career sort of the evolution of you know you had to change with the times right what worked a decade ago two decades ago three decades ago fundamentally made the, the fundamental lynch the underpinnings of the theory might be the same 
but the techniques are going to be different. You need certain different things. And, and, and what's interesting is you do have to evolve that. And I, I like the idea of providing a program as a consultant, as opposed to, well, what do you need me to do? <laughs> well, I learned that from one of my clients. I mean, I've learned all my great ideas. They said, you know, we, we do consulting for banks, but consulting is kind of amorphous. Where does it start? Where does it end? What, what do we do? And so we stopped selling consulting and we started selling programs. And our program was a, this client of mine was a complete startup management program for a banker. If you're going to be a banker, you know, you've gone to college, you're a smart guy, you're, you get a job in a bank, but you don't know anything about banking really. <laughs> right. So they take you through. So from beginning to the end, the end, you'll have mastered the fundamentals of banking. And it's like, oh, great. So we can outsource that. We, we, don't, we can use you guys to do that. And they did a program. They charged $10,000 per employee. So they have 10 people in that program. They're making $100,000. So that ain't bad money. You can do really well with that. So, so I stole their idea and started to create big high-end programs. I've been teaching that for for about 12 years now mm. and people have had amazing results with that. And, you know, you, you talked about how things have changed a lot. You know, something that's changed a lot for me is I used to write a sales letter and put it on my website and then I'd send an email out and said, I have a new program. Go look at the website. And if you're interested in knowing more, fill out the form at the bottom and we'll talk. And 12 years ago, 40 or 50 people would respond. It was amazing. And then I'd go through and I'd talk to them and I'd fill my program. It worked great. Now, it doesn't work. Hmm. People won't read anymore. <laughs> they skip, you know, yeah. And I think one of the problems is, is there's more email than ever before. Everybody's on Zoom. Everybody's on social media. I mean, there wasn't any social media to speak of 12 years ago. No. Really, hardly anything. Hardly anything. And so it was different. So I'd write a great, that, my sales letters are just as good, but the two or three of people would apply. And I was going, holy crap, I'm going to go out of business here. I got to figure <laughs> something else. Yeah. That's when I figured out. So I started to do the webinars. And the webinar is essentially a presentation that answers all those questions. As I said, you, you explain your system and what you do and how it works and, and, and how it's put together and the guarantee, all the things I covered, you just put them into a presentation that's about 60 slides long, give mm -hmm. or take. Mm -hmm. Not a short presentation. I used to do ones that were way too short. I want to answer all the questions. I want to assure people that I have a system, that I know how it works, that here's the people that it's worked for, and I have put their name and some quote from them and stuff like that. Now, by the end of it, and I say, here's how it works. It's a nine-month program. I show how the pricing works. I won't talk about that here, but I show how the pricing works and say, but if you like what you see, attend for a month for free. And then after that, it's X dollars a month. And lo and behold, people signed up in droves. And interestingly, you know, when I did the sales letter, I would, they'd say, yeah, I'm interested. I want to know more. And I talked to them and it was very clear to me that they hadn't read, read the whole sales letter. 
because they were asking me questions that I had answered in the sales letter. And my selling and my conversation, which was basically tell me about yourself, what do you need? And you know, you've read about it, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't hard, hard sell, but it took an hour to an hour and a half. But now that I do the presentations, the conversation takes half an hour because they are ready to go. So the presentation is where the magic happens. If you can give a great presentation about what you do, do slides, do them on Zoom. You know, all my slides are almost all words, no visuals. Oh, wow. I do that's, a, I do a presentation that I, it's almost like a teleprompter. Oh, wow. I just say the words and they're right there. And, and I'm just, <laughs> and they're seeing it and they're hearing it and they're getting it. It's easier to design that because I don't have to, spend <laughs> to find a picture. It's fine to have pictures, yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's harder yeah, yeah. to do that. Yeah, right. Because I saw a guy do, do this. And this guy was doing webinars and filling programs left and right. And he was generating $100,000 a month. Wow. Doing these webinars. And I said, I got to learn what this guy's doing. So I bought his program to learn what he was doing <laughs> to do this. So I'm always learning and yeah. started to do that kind of webinar. Now, here's the other thing. You can do a presentation like that to one person. But almost nobody does that. So that's a secret that probably a lot of people haven't heard. So it's like, well, I've heard about your your program or you know, I or you're promoted it through whatever. And say you're doing a one-on-one -on -one thing or you're doing it to a bigger company or whatever. Can you tell me about it? So you meet with them and say and find out a little bit and qualify them and say, look, I put together a few slides that really will explain exactly how my service works. Can we set up a time to do that? You know. People love that because they want to know what it is. They have those 13 questions in the back of their mind, and I'm going to answer them all for you. So I'm going to explain exactly what it is, what I put together, how it works. I've got some slides, and by the end of it, you'll have a good idea whether it's for you or not. So people go, okay, that sounds good. After all, they were interested in the first place, you know, however, however wherever that lead came from or referral. And you go through the presentation. At the end, people go, well, this sounds pretty good. Uh, when could we start? You've answered all their questions. Now, you'll never get 100% of anything. But uh, when so I did true. my last webinar, um, twenty, I had 23 conversations. 23 people responded. 19 signed up. Wow. Wow. Which is a over an 80% close rate without any manipulative closing techniques. At the end, I'd say, well, does it sound right for you? Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to it. Okay, good. Then I send them an agreement. I send them some preparation work and we're off and running. Hmm. So it really is sort of, I mean, so a lot of so let me back let me back this up a little bit because a, a lot of startups when they're doing digital marketing, especially depending on how it how they do it, it's all about the squeeze page and the landing page stats and all that sort of stuff and like spending ads and and all that. 
And it sounds like for what you focus on, especially the businesses that you focus on and your own business, it's really more, and I mean, this is the nature of B2B anyway, I, I think, where yes. it's a, the nurturing relationship process, it's a conversation, it's a lot of high touch, a lot of like energy put into it. But also, so, but also, I mean, clearly the conversion rates higher, but, but how, how does the, how does the process work to get people in like to know that, that this is available? Cause I got to believe that the techniques are different. Yeah. Well, the, the third part of my marketing um, model is learn strategies to get in front of your ideal clients so they will be open to exploring with you how you can help them. So, you know, let me tell you my marketing journey. When I started, I did a lot of networking and met a lot of people. I, I lived in San Francisco, joined the San Francisco Chamber of Commerce. And I started to put together a database and a mailing list. So I meet people. I went through the Chamber of Commerce directory and, and, and the ones that seemed were in the right category, I added them to my list. Anytime I, and then I gave talks as well. And I really started to grow my list by giving talks. So I, I'd go from the talk with 20 cards, I'd enter them in the database. And then, uh, you know, I had an office in downtown San Francisco that had a conference room that was free. And it was, so there's a few people up there in the middle of downtown and so I grew my list and it wasn't a huge list but over a few years it got to be about 600 people and I would send out postcard mailings and I would do introductory events at my conference room and I could get about 30 people in there and then I did networking lunches there and so I got to know people and I got to you know this is before I really knew how to do the whole presentation thing uh, that came a lot later, but you know, people would say, well, how can you help me? And I would, uh, we'd sit down and we'd, I'd help them do whatever in their marketing, create marketing materials, develop this and that, and coach them on something, how to network, et cetera, et cetera. So I got, I got clients from networking and speaking. So really the presentation really is an out, outgrowth of the speaking, because I always found that speaking compared to networking was always more powerful. I mean, if you're networking, you're one of a crowd. You're just one and you meet only meet a few people. If you right. speak, everybody gets to see you. You yeah. are the star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I That's like true. that. <laughs> so even though I am by nature kind of an introvert, you know, for God's sake, I live at the top of a mountain and don't go anywhere. <laughs> and I'm fine with that. I'm okay. And I meet people on Zoom. But nevertheless, I'm a good presenter. I like to get up front and explain stuff. And I would do a slideshow or I'd have a flip chart. And, you know, I created all these presentations. And at the end, I'd say, um, if you'd like this report and I'd hold it up, let me know and um, I'll get it to you. So just give me your business cards. And I found a way to get about 80 to 90% of people's business cards. Most people get about 20. It's because they don't ask the right way. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. You, you, you know, so marketing is all about language. It's all about communication. It's all about asking. It's all about saying things in the right way. 
not manipulatively. It's just I would hold up the report and say this. This is one of my secrets I'm giving away. <laughs> I would say I have this report that covers a lot of what we covered today. Who would like a copy? And they'd put their hands up. And then I learned from Robert Cialdini in his book, Influence, that the, the law of consistency, if people put their hands up, then they'll actually take action. So then I'd say, okay, take out your business card now, because they put their hand up and they all take out their business card. Make sure you have a current email address on it and pass it forward. 80% do. Most people do this. I have a report. And if you'd like the report, just ask me at the end and uh, give me your card. and I'll get it to you. That way gets 20%. Mm. Notice it didn't cost any more and it wasn't any harder. So language makes a difference. It makes all the difference in the world. How you ask for things. Yeah. Who wants it? They put up their hand and you say, give me your card. So yeah. easy. I wow. taught that to thousands of people. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's interesting how, how the words matter. I think, I think it, and, and even, you know, as, as you sort of evolve your, whatever business it is, um, and you start to learn what is like the right way for what you're doing and how to approach people. Is it a direct to consumer brand? Is it a business to business brand? Is it consulting? Is it products? Is it services? Is it programs? Um, yeah. Even though they're all a little different, it seems fundamentally that what you're talking about, at least in your approach, seems to have this consistent sort of education process, storytelling process. Yeah, very much so. You know, like how, a, how can I help you? Process. Yeah, how can I help you? It's also a building relationship because then people get on my list and they get my email newsletter once a week. I have some people that have been on my list for close to 20 years. Oh, wow. Same email? <laughs> yeah. Well, I've, crazy. Changed, I've changed a couple times over the years and whatever. Yeah. I use, I use Aweber now and it works yeah. pretty well. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So, so the people that end up in my programs are typically have been on my list for a while. And they know me, they like me, and they trust me. But they right. haven't, maybe they bought the manual from me 10 years ago. Maybe they attended a class. But now, for whatever reason, you know. I invite them to a webinar, you know, how to attract more high-end clients. I'm going to show you the keys to the kingdom. I'm going to explain all these principles, which I do with the presentation at the end of it. I explain, here's my program. And if you're interested, let me know. And Bob's your uncle. My program is full. <laughs> and so now if someone doesn't have a list, much of a list, um, and doesn't have a lot of relationships, you know, it's obviously not as easy as it is for me. Right. Right. But, you know, um, so you've got to, you've got to start developing relationships. You've got to start, uh, reaching out. You've got to start talking to more people. You know, one of the first things I get people to do after they create their presentation, I say, I want you to make a list of everybody, you know, in business. I mean, everybody, anybody that you have any no like trust factor with, and you know, not even someone that who would buy your service to begin with. Don't worry about that. But you want to get good at your presentation. I'll talk about that in a second. But 
So you send them a very simple email, a really short, simple email. Hey, John, I've been thinking of you. I've put something together that I'd love to run by you and get your opinion. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is there a time we could meet for a, for a few minutes? And then, yep. and then you say, well, I, I put together this presentation. Now, really, honestly, I just want to present it to people with no pressure just to get their reaction. But also, it could lead to referrals or other people. Because I've explained my business in such detail and so comprehensively and so powerfully, whatever, I've done it well, that they're going to get, oh, I know someone that might be interested in that. Do you think they might be interested in hearing the presentation the same way I gave it to you? Well, yeah, it was good. I loved it. So many good ideas here. So, and then you figure a way to connect them and you have a conversation, say, well, I have some slides and I could show you what I do. Now, that's more work than I have several thousand people on my list who's interested now. I get 50, 50, 75, 100 people on a webinar. I'm going to get results from that. Right. The other right. thing is a lot of people have past clients. Hmm. I work with a lot of people in their 50s and over. They've been in business for 10, 15, 20 years. And... I say, how many times have you reached out to past clients and offered them something new? And it's shocking how few people do that. Mm. So I say, well, let's look at some of your past clients of the past few years that you had a good relationship. They like what you do. They know, like, and trust you. But you have something new now. You've created a bigger program. Maybe you did a bit of this and that. And now you've put it together and you have this more comprehensive thing. And say, hey. Just send them an email, the same thing. I have some ideas I'd love to share with you. You know, they'll they'll usually meet you. You get a 50% or better response from an email like that. Oh, it's yeah. It's very short. You don't go, you don't explain your program. <laughs> no, no. I tell, I, I, I teach this to people. I say, <laughs> this is an example. This is what to do. And then send me back what you have and I'll approve it. And they send me a, an email this long. I said, that was not in my instructions. I, I don't know why people are so bent about the long email. I mean, I get pitched constantly with what I do with, you know, JSYPR and marketing and just, you know, for the podcast and the, everything and the blog. And it's just incredible how a lot of people don't understand brevity because <laughs> it's like, look, I'm busy, get to the point, you know? And, but what's, yes. what's, what's beautiful about, um, what's, what's, well, what's, what's beautiful about clear, concise and compelling communication is that it gives you, gives people permission to engage. And, and I know when I talk with people about this and they're like trying to explain what they do to people, I said, no, no, no. Like take 10 to 15 seconds to do it. And then wait for the most important question that other person will ask, which yes. will be, tell me more. And you're like, ah, that's what I want. I, I don't want to waste people's time. And I think that seems to be your, your mentality and your attitude as well. Because again, it's like when it comes to B2B sales and when it comes to these high-end clients where there's a lot of touch, a lot of um, things that need to happen. I mean, your, your analogy with like, oh, I just want to show you or the, the, the technique of, oh, I just want to show you this thing I'm working on. <laughs> that, that applies to venture capitalists as well. If you say, hey, 
I'd love some advice on what you what, what you think about my thing. If you say that to a venture capitalist, usually they'll try to give you money. But when you ask for money, they'll give you advice. <laughs> it's like the classic thing. Um, and yeah, so, yeah, I have an really idea simple. to share with you. I mean, yeah, that, that exactly. simple phrase is is simple. Yeah, you know, it's easy, and you do have an idea. And then you know, this whole thing of the ultimate outcome. You know, I help mm. self-employed B two B professionals attract more high-end clients. And yeah, and then I'd say, is that something you're looking for? If they're yeah. not, adios. But if yeah. they are, yeah. See, I don't have. You know, when I'm meeting with someone, I don't have anything to sell them yet because I don't know if they need it yet. But I do try to see if they're interested. This is what I, you know, you're interested in that. You're interested in learning more. Well, tell me a little more. Well, I have a complete program and system that I've used over a number of years that shows people who I track great high-end clients. And I put together a presentation that explains how I do that. Would you be interested in seeing it? So, so when you get your presentation, it's, um, you know, I, I created this uh, metaphor just recently. It's, uh, you should think of your marketing as being on Broadway. You know, if you're, if you're on Broadway, what happens? First, the, somebody writes a script, right? Yep. And then it goes through several revisions. And then you get all the actors together and you do a table read, right? Every You go around and just, you know, here's the parts and blah, blah, blah. And then you go into rehearsals, usually for several months until you really nail it down and then opening night. Well, it's like that with a presentation. First of all, you write the presentation out. I have a thing called a presentation narrative that says this slide say this, this slide say this, this slide say this. You're equivalent of that. Here's some samples. And so you have a basic uh, thing and then you put it into the slides and then you practice it out loud. And then ultimately you, you present it and you go on Broadway and, you know, <laughs> and if you've done a good job, totally. people buy. Yeah. yeah it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It is. So, you know, I've, I've, I've had people as clients that said, well, I'm doing a presentation next week and whatever. And I said, well, um, are you going to practice? Oh, I usually don't practice. I just put the slides together and wing it. And I say, you know, that is amateurville. What would, the, how would that be if you did that on Broadway? The actor shows up on opening night. He didn't attend any of the rehearsals. <laughs> he said, I, I looked over the script and I think I'm yeah. going to wing it. Yeah, I really it's excited about it. Disaster. Hired <laughs> actor. But yet we do this. This is we do this in our in our business. We don't rehearse and practice it and and present it with you know appropriately and powerfully. And it's not that hard to do. No, no. I mean, it takes some work. It takes some work. Yeah, absolutely. Science. No, no. And I I think it's yeah. You know, what's really interesting about that is because. I think it's because a lot of people have kind of that fear of public speaking or fear of, you know, that, that, that when they get in front of a group of people that they'll kind of freeze up and they're like, Oh, well, if I just sort of be natural and it'll, I'll make me less nervous. But what I've found is that, you know, what, what you've been repeating over and over during this interview about what you do, that's the hardest thing for people to practice. Like I have never, 
heard of anyone that like could just do that right away because that that first opening line it's sort of like the opening joke or monologue again what what you've actually masterfully you know um, developed for yourself such an important piece of the puzzle because you just can't wing that and the reason you can't wing that is because when people are not practiced they tend to fill the space and so if with someone says, air. yeah, if someone says you've got two, two minutes and you're like, okay, they will fill two minutes if they're not practiced. If they're practiced, they will fill 30 seconds. And people are like, well, I've got two minutes. No, no, no. You have, you actually are trying to give a gift to the other person to res- one, respect their time. But two, you have your opening line, your opening monologue, your opening gambit so tight that it only takes you 30, 30 seconds where normally someone would take two minutes. That's the gift that you give them. And like, then they can say, tell me more. Then the conversation just opens up. And, and that's what I think is the, from what I've been, when we've been talking about this, the most important thing about what you teach people, because you're right. It's like, how many times it's <laughs> just like, go to a presentation and you're like, have you even looked at the slides? <laughs> we even looked at the slides. Yeah. Or they're, or they're, you know, um, giving a presentation to an audience with the slides versus Zoom is different because you have to, ha- you can't quite use it like a teleprompter. You really can on Zoom and it works, but I have many fewer slides. So I have a slide that says a major thing, but I know exactly what I'm going to say. I have a script, I've practiced it half a dozen times. It's a presentation, it's a performance. You know, I have jokes, I have punchlines, I have this, I have that. It's harder to give a stand-up presentation. But on Zoom, and since everybody has to be on Zoom right now, holy crap, create a good-looking slide presentations with big fonts that are easy to read, not, not 10 lines, you know, line, 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 line. I do slide, 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 slide like that, punchy. And it works. It's easy to read. People get it. You know, you can pause in between and you can say something. You can improvise around it a bit. You can have fun with it. But you're never going to forget what you're going to say because it's on the damn slides. There it is, pow. And you fine-tune it and fine-tune it and fine-tune it. And it becomes a thing of beauty. It really is. And there is what I'm offering. And people get it. So it takes work. Yeah. But it really works. Yeah, no, agreed. And Robert, it's been a great conversation. I really appreciate you uh, coming on the show and sharing some pretty in-depth, you know, methodologies on how to, how at least in B2B. And I think in general, like general sales kind of techniques, especially when it's more one-on-one and, and how to expand from there. So really appreciate your time. I'll put a bunch of links in the show notes for everyone, but uh, yeah, it's been a great conversation. It's great to get to meet you. Yeah, and when uh, you're going to have a link to my freebie, right, to my free stuff page? I definitely will, yes. Because I have a report called um, Get More Meetings, Land More Clients. Mm. And I also have another thing. I actually have that uh, presentation narrative. I have a sample of that up. Oh, wow, okay. It's uh, If you want to create a presentation, that is – a it's like the Rosetta stone to creating powerful presentations. It really is powerful. 
yeah, I'll definitely put a link to the show notes. So thanks again. Stay safe and we'll be in touch. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Entrepreneur Ethos podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did creating it. My hope is that you learned something that can make you a little bit better. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do share it with friends and review it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also join my email list by visiting theentrepreneurethos.com to get my thoughts on what I'm doing to get better, as well as what I'm working on. You can also pick up my book, The Entrepreneur Ethos, if you want to learn the traits, values, and beliefs that I think we need to build a more ethical, inclusive, and resilient entrepreneur, and frankly, world community. Feel free to follow me on Twitter at The Daily MBA and let me know if you have any questions or recommendations for a guest you'd like me to talk to. Also, drop me a note if you try anything we talked about on this or any other episode. I'd love to hear what's working for you. Until next time, keep getting better.